This is a Honky Tonk Man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, and you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Hi. Hi. We just learned, just learned, we're recording on Saturday, March 18th, to be released, March 19th. We just learned that. Paige is a sex tape. I just learned it at least. I did not John just is learn it. The- Brendan, Burns, <laughs> Brendan Burns called me like Kennedy was shot and was like, <laughs> guess what? All your Christmases come at once, my friend. And let me tell you, I feel really bad wa- uh, watching the tape like that because it was someone's privileged information that was stolen it off the really computer. It really was, yeah. But I did, and I did, and I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I just like that it's Brad Maddox in it. Like, you know that fucking Alberto Del Rio is like, what, man? Brad Maddox? I don't think so. <laughs> my, uncle, my uncle is a Mil Masqueres, uh, not Brad Maddox. For that purposes, um, uh, Del Rio only wants uh, Paige to have had sex with members of his family. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that gets enough play in movies. That... I don't think it gets enough play. Like sometimes the jocks win, and then the nerds just end up becoming alt-right people. <laughs> they're gonna have to really rewrite. They're gonna have to really rewrite. Like in the '80s, nerds always were like the heroes, and now you're gonna have to flip that on its head, where it's like uh, this guy exercises and talks to people. Yeah. <laughs> How come he's the best? They win to a certain point, but like, but like, here's the thing: Sidney Crosby, I don't think can read and will die well before I do. <laughs> that's what you see, but that seems like you're just telling yourself, like for some reason, because you hate a man you do, you've never met. I first of all, I really like Sidney Crosby. I think he's Cole Harbor's favorite son. He's a Cole Harbor's favorite son. He's a fucking fantastic human being, but he has taken like he's. Four years younger than us, and he has none of his fake teeth. He has none of the teeth he's supposed to have, and had a he got hit in the skull so hard they had to replace part of his jaw. Like that's like a like that's a an injury. I'm like I don't even know how you do that. I don't even know how that's possible. Like <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's 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 a thing, man. You like Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar wins now. His life is very good, but his two sons are going to go on a killing spree. And then that's what the Lesnar name will be known as. In 30 years' time, Duke Lesnar is going to be found with a collection of tiny baby shoes and a very poor-together uh, excuse. And then we will know pulling a Lesnar is being responsible for them just closing in an elementary school due to lack of attendance and parent tears. <laughs> I think that the Lesnar kids could be both like either would be high-level athletes. I really do believe that. It's actually funny, and this is going to sound awful, but it's going to be kind of weird that, like, you've got Lesnar jeans and stripper jeans, and it's just really weird which one's going to win out. Like, what well, if it's just a – what if they're just both really huge, crazy big athletes, but they just have this insatiable need to, like – Take off the – just take yeah, off the Yeah, just be Magic Mike. Like, they just, like, score a touchdown, they just whip their dick out and start just, like, jacking off. Uh, Duke, uh, great job there out on the gridiron. I don't know why you took out your dick for no reason when we started playing <laughs> Pour Some Sugar on Me during the third down break. There's um, some ladies in the audience who need to see the hog. <laughs> that, mm. that, but that said... They want to see my F9. <laughs> 
Um, I don't. I but here's the, thing, here's the thing with Sable. That, if, if anyone in the world gets what they want, yeah. it's that that woman was like, I want to be rich, and that's it. I'm going to do it. And she did it. Like, she <laughs> fucking did it. Mark Marrow is now a motivational speaker, and a big part of me thinks all these are like, this is my wife. Here's what she said she wanted to do, and then she did that. She, he's a motivational speaker. That's insane. Yeah, which is really bad because he didn't really accomplish much. He pretended to be a black guy. That's about it. No, he accomplished a lot. He Think about how much people were making in WCW. Like Lenny Lane made more money in probably 1999 than we will ever make in a year. If we make in one year as much as Lenny Lane did that year, it would be fucking life changing. I really like we hope. would What's new tax bracket. We'd be like, I don't know. I think I can safely have a family now because I made as much as Lenny Lane. Are you trying to say that your goal now is Lenny Lane money? <laughs> Making that Lenny Lane money, baby. Gotta make that Lenny Lane cashola, baby. I do think that we should start charging. How much do you charge for a one-nighter? Oh, let me look up what Lenny Lane charges on the indie scene. Lenny Lane, there's certain people that we could review because people get on us like, oh, you're, uh, I guess you're <laughs> running out of people because you did Candace Michelle. I think there's certain, if anyone uh, wants to help us get into an interview where we do an episode on Lenny Lane and we have Mr. Lenny Lane and we interview him, like, what was it like to play a character where you were gay and that was bad? Um, first of all, anyone or the, the, the greatest match, the greatest squash match of all time, were uh, I think it was Lenny Lane and Lodi and uh, Sid Vicious uh, does a squash match and uh, power bombs one of them and then choke slams the other one and then I forget who on who but they land on each other in the sixty nine position and Sid Vicious go points and goes like gross and then pins um, them. No, <laughs> squash matches and homophobia together at last. There's be- something better about that match is that he doesn't quite land in the 69 position, so a man has to get into the 69 position while, of course, fulfilling his dream. Remember that. He's fulfilling <laughs> his dream. By it's getting better than the when si- Vader broke that guy's back, but before he did it, he did the Madonna, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera kiss. Oh. He stood in the I- middle, and he kissed one, and he kissed the other, and then he broke both their necks. Good. Yeah, he just, this is how we do it. Um <laughs> Okay, a couple That's of things I want I want to bring up because we need to let's get into first of all before we get into Teddy Long. Anyone saying that we're out That's of right, people because we did Teddy Candace Michelle? Long. Before you, if you say we were out, I of think that was a joke Candace. we made and no one else like no one else got back to us and was like, no. okay, good. <laughs> I I really enjoyed that Candace Michelle episode. It's one of my favorites. Candace Michelle is a very important character in wrestling because she was one of the, if not the first person they brought in and actually made the champion where it was just like oh no this is a model and she never wanted to be a wrestler or she said she didn't want to she want she said she wanted to be a wrestler but i'm sure she kind of watched wrestling peripherally like a lot of people like our age did she's because what she's like five years seven years older than us so she probably watched it during the 80s like everyone else did but you know peripherally like she wanted to be a wrestler like she wanted to be a gi joe you know like and it's very important. And I think Teddy Long is very important because he's the only guy I can think of that went from uh, a referee to a manager to a referee to a okay. manager. You know? It, 
it's even more crazy than that. He started out as an errand boy for Tommy Rich and Abdul the Butcher. Now, Abdul the Butcher is supposedly Isn't that crazy nice. that Tommy Rich and Abdul the Butcher hung out? Absolutely. Well, the reason why a man is, who's I'm, all belly, <laughs> a man who and the guy who sells car parts. <laughs> Abdul the Butcher, who looks like if you put all your Tupperware in a microwave, and then Tommy Rich, who if you do any research on Tommy Rich, within seconds, every person who dealt with him was like, Tommy had some demons. And this is like, oh my god, this is a guy who's wrestling in the eighties, and they're like, boo, rough stuff with old wildfire. It's like. Did he just do cocaine off a, a baby's head? Like this, like it's fucking crazy. Tom Rich, by the way, was uh, part of a famous scandal. He got put the they they screwed. I think it was Holly Race out of the title very briefly to put the NWA title on him, and it was never supposed to happen. And it's just it's they've recognized it because they like literally threw it in the paper and like he did it, he did it, ha 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 ha, and never was supposed to be NWA champion. And the That's NWA crazy. went out of his way to never let him get released from his contract, but also at the same time make sure that uh, he was always held down as punishment because wrestling's really good Jesus. to his friends. And, and I guess that's why Tommy Rich was in the fucking uh, full-blooded Italians then, no? Yeah, because he's, ab- he's a full-blooded Italian person. <laughs> no, I just mean he was in the full... He was in the FBI because he, the fucking shit with the NWA. Yeah, he because... said fuck, fuck you to the NWAs. They put him in that, and then he was part of a mafia and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. And I love, uh, and I just love the full-blooded Italians. It's one of my favorite gimmicks. I'll, another one of my, uh, this is a crazy segue, John, uh, hop aboard. Another one of the gimmicks I really like that they just kind of utilize once every ten years or so is the heel referee, which is how Teddy Long started his, uh, he started becoming uh, on-screen character. What I say on-screen character, not a peripheral character, not like a background character. Yeah, and what's amazing is he's a. Uh, it's a really slow build for him being a uh, a heel referee. If they slowly kind of point it out, they notice it. It's done in a really nice way where it's also it's not he's going into business for himself. He's not working for someone else. Um, it's also one of those things where. Um, so Teddy Long is in the NWA. He is the the ring boy. He's the errand boy for uh, Abdullah Butcher because Abdullah Butcher couldn't speak outside of the heel locker room to keep kayfabe. He literally just wandered around looking like that, and then it wasn't until he got into a rental car with other heel wrestlers that he would actually be himself. So you had to put him with a guy who would go and get him like food and like get him into a hotel room and all that sort of stuff, and get him into. Maybe a place he should have skipped some of the food orders, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I really think he should have. I think Teddy Long should have probably been like, you know. <laughs> Maybe instead of eleven cheeseburgers, I get you a salad. No. <laughs> How do Protect. I keep this Hep C at bay? <laughs> Abdul the Butcher is crazy because people who are just kind of overweight get diabetes now, and he's just kind of hanging out still. <laughs> yeah, Mick Foley is doing yoga just so that he can walk, and Abdul the Butcher probably could do a headstand right now, and his head is mostly made of bits of fork. But you wouldn't think of this, but as far as being like a deathmatch wrestler, Abdullah the Butcher had the best style because it was waddle, 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 stab, 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 get stabbed, get stabbed, stab, stab, pin. Like it was like, it was great. Oh, everyone talks about how amazing Abdullah the Butcher's uh, matches were with Bruiser Brody. And it's literally just like a man with a beard who looks like he fucks in a wood house beating up a fat guy <laughs> like if you took it out of a wrestling ring and just put it near a window with a neon beer sign you're like oh 
Saturday night in Stouffville, 1982. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Uh, that's the thing I really like about that old brawling style, where like they punch each other, and instead of falling down or taking a bump, they just walk away, and then the other guy follows them through the crowd. And I think that's great. I really do think that's a really good uh, style. Oh yeah, I, before they don't really do the through the crowd brawls anymore. Like actually through the crowd up to the stands and all that shit. I know it's really it's well they don't do any sort of, they don't they've really moved away from hardcore wrestling mostly because you know Chris Benoit like they don't want to have any sort of perceived like he's gonna kill him because then they're afraid they're like someone <laughs> he's gonna like, hurt him kind of yeah like that man killed his wife and son and it's like nah but no. this is reading up on uh, Teddy Long is kind of why I was like. As a kid, I really would have liked, obviously, like to see more NWA wrestling because Teddy Long, they do the Teddy Long heel referee uh, pretty much right after Danny Davis, do they not? Because it's 1989, right? And Danny Davis is 1987, correct? Uh, correct. Now, it's also one of those things, but it's building throughout. So it's building basically once he becomes a referee. It's a little unsure. It's also like he's in the Chi-Town Rumble match. And they sort of like they plant the seeds there. The Chi Town Rumble had judges to um, further continue the referee the referee's decision. Now, like it was never explicitly said, but it's one of those things where you look back and you're like, "Oh, see, they're planting in everyone's heads." You might not necessarily trust this referee, but they don't actually go out of their way of saying it like they do in a lot of wrestling, where they're like, "See what we did?" They're just like, "Oh, this is a thing." And then when you look back once he goes full heel, you're like. See, we always sort of suspected. It's like, oh, it's just a very clever way of building up an angle. Um, also, um, Teddy Long's uh, history of a referee was definitely marked by Ole Anderson just being a racist to him all the time. For example, yeah, there's uh, uh, some of the best one, shoot one of videos uh, are Teddy Long was talking about like racism in the locker room, where it's like, it sounds weird, but like people can. Teddy Long just has this like malay, like kind of. I don't know. He's just got this like weird look on his face whenever he's asked about wrestling because it's just like, hey, um, here's that thing you did for 30 years and during no time were you treated like a human being. <laughs> How was that? Well, I think that's, that's true. The other thing with it is, by the way, he's born in 1947. He lived into the fucking late 60s is before the civil rights movement actually like yep. took credence. He lived most of his early life his youth into his adulthood was all under jim crow laws it's not like and he's from birmingham alabama w what do you think happened in his youth like he has seen some fucking shit a barrel-shaped mil a barrel-shaped hundred thousand air who's now crippled in a wheelchair and has legitimately no friends calling him the n-word teddy long probably calls ole anderson every night and is like Holla, 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 Ollie. Um, remember when you called me the N-word in 1987? Know what I'm going to do right now? Go walk with my wife and then fuck her. Fuck you, Ollie. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll stretch you, Teddy. And he's like, you won't. You won't. I will get Ron Simmons to slap the shit out of you. And then Tony Atlas is going to make your wife walk on his back with her feet. Because that's what he's yeah, into. Yeah, yeah that's a, a bunch of Tony. That's the weird thing that... When you research Teddy Long, you are you realize how linked him and Tony Atlas are, just because uh, they're best friends. And uh, Teddy Long's like, yeah, well, I mean, um, I use Viagra to fuck better, and uh, but Tony Atlas walks walks has women walk on like flat shoes on their on his back, which is I, like cool. 
after watching that shoot interview, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole in the research and watched a few. It's uh, what he wants is he wants the women to be wearing flat shoes and he wants to watch their feet. And then he wants to see them take off the shoes and then walk on his body. The best part of that shoot interview, and you have to find it, is when Teddy Long tells the story of them being in a gym and Tony Atlas just walks up to someone, walks up to a woman and tells her her foot size and she runs away. <laughs> well, of course, because it's fucking Teddy Atlas. He's massive. Your yeah, feet this- are size six and a half. Like, isn't that, that'd be, te- if someone bigger than you just informs you of like your hat size is a seven and three quarters and you're just like yeah. ah, <laughs> massive man. massive man with a lisp just walks up and goes ah, that, that, that. yeah it's being insane so teddy law is a heel referee um which is awesome how does he become a heel referee john fast count for dr death steve williams and what the fuck is the other guy's name ah mike rotunda it's captain mike rotunda the two best (laughs) in the world a bad doctor and a man who owns a boat defeat the bad guys (laughs) from the mel gibson movie uh for the nwa world champion uh tag team world champions also teddy long by the way referee in the uh the shy town rumble um uh, one yep. of the referees in the Chi-Town Rumble. Not the referees, one of the referees. One of um, them. One of them referee, Brad. Um, so let, was, uh, wait, can we back up uh, two seconds uh, and just talk about, because uh, this does kind of mark his time as a referee. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes from Aaron Boy to referee. Super sick. Also, he gets into wrestling at like what? He's like already 40 or something. Okay, he's 40, 1947 to 1985. He's 38-year-old man. It's a 38-year-old man. Looks That's better crazy, than we... right? He looks... Like, how... Yeah. What was the first 38 years of his life like? He was just being research a, those. He was just being a player. <laughs> Good. What do you think he was doing? I guarantee he was being a player. He was He was making sure people didn't sip Haterade. He was fucking, <laughs> for sure. He was fucking a lot yeah, of women. Fucking. Possibly to it, possibly making sure it wasn't with another man at the same time, which he claims the APA did a lot, and dis- and he does not like it. And I love that he's just like APA. APA will have sex with a woman, just the two of them. They like it. I don't like that. <laughs> Fuck so, yeah, Teddy Log. Wait a minute, they double team chicks all the time. Nice. They double te- double team chicks. The Teddy Log, the most like it goes. It, Jim Cornette and Teddy Long. If they all he does is talk together, about like sex and racism, it's like. It's yeah. exactly what you want to hear, and it's super laid back, and he's not like trying to sell you anything. You Teddy know? Long is basically if this podcast was a person, it would be Theodore <laughs> R. Long. No, I don't. No, it wouldn't because he wouldn't. He doesn't say anything weird. <laughs> what like, are you talking about? He says he's a like, lot of. I'm not a, and then sometimes I take girls and I I psych them out and I pee on them instead of giving my cuckoo. Yeah, but that's the thing is we only see him recorded. When he's like at home with his grandkids, he's probably just sort of like, mm, you know your grandmother? I stuff her like a ham. He's all riled up and starts slapping his grandkids. And they're like, oh, Pop Pop, what are you doing? Um, yeah. So he, <laughs> he, sla- he, then, he slaps his grandkids also, <laughs> during I, sex talk? I, I don't know why. Yeah, it gets really fucking weird. Um, <laughs> I fuck your grandma. Thing, the thing, but yeah. How about that? The thing, the th- yeah. Your face is like her ass. What? He acts like a stepdad in a made for TV movie, but he's the real grandfather. He's, 
He just keeps talking about how their cheeks are as soft as their pussy lips. So they get really <laughs> upset. Oh, no, that's bad. Um, also, if you don't think that racism was alive and well in Jim Crockett promotions, simply look at who's Who the first. Who wouldn't ra- think that? <laughs> I don't know. There's probably <laughs> one. Do you watch <laughs> Southern Wrestling and you're like, wait a minute. This yeah. seems to be this seems to be some sort of place where they're removed from the constrictions of race because yeah because this is like legit this is the first part of him being in the wrestling industry he's in uh, he's in the NWA uh, Jim Crockett promotions like you're saying Ole Anderson just walks up to him and Ole Anderson's nickname for him was the N word yeah he one time um, one time yeah. someone told Ric Flair that he left a door open which he didn't do. And Ric Flair from that day on just called him the N word. Um, really, I thought I thought that was just one instance where he's like, uh, he's like nincompoop. Do you like your job here? And then that Kenny was one. Long and said, then yes, I do. And then he went good. And then he gave him a soft, soft, silly kiss. I further that up. I I looked it up. Uh, just Ric Flair racist. And then there's a couple of other times where Teddy Long tells various different stories where you're like, oh, you're just trying to make it seem like there was only one time he said that, and there was many times. Well, no, because uh, yeah, apparently him and like Ric Flair just didn't like Teddy Long for some reason. Um, oh, I can. Oh, I can guess the reason. The rich jock from Minnesota who then went to Charlotte, North Carolina, was like, finally, I'm home had a needless problem with a black man. I wonder what it could have been. I bet you it was because Teddy Long one time was like, hey, Rick, instead of ta- putting on a robe and showing everyone your dick on this airplane, could you just sit here in a suit? And he was like, never, never. How dare you disrespect <laughs> me with your back talk. That's him. That's a, but he becomes a heel on TV, so he kind of takes to it pretty quickly. And it's just kind of weird that that's how wrestling used to work. It's like, you get Abdul the Butcher sandwiches, you're a referee, and now you're a heel manager for, like, interfering in the tag team championship. Yeah, you go, you're you going to do that. And by the way, you're going to re- you're gonna manage uh, Farouk, The Undertaker, Buff Bagwell, the biggest cock in the game, Two Cold Scorpio, Johnny V. Bad, when they brought Johnny V. Bad in as a heel, basically being like, get it? He's Little Richard. And Little Richard is not only black, he's gay, and that's bad. <laughs> that's two strikes. You're out. Yeah, you are donezo, buddy. Um, so so basically, who c- convinces um, Jim Ross to let... Jim Ross is, uh, doing, is really high up in the ranks of uh, Jim Crockett this time. So he makes Teddy Long a manager based on the fact that he would ride with Kevin Sullivan and Eddie Gilbert, and they just kind of convinced him, which is crazy, right? Like, Kevin Sullivan and Eddie Gilbert, those guys are two, supposedly, of, like, those guys constantly were booking territories and they're riding together. That's a pretty crazy car. It is. They're both Florida guys. Jim Ross, by the way, was yeah. brought in when Bill Watts' territory was uh, was bought up by JCP, and he was then brought in as a talent management position, um, which led to him having a lot of flack with Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes because he was like, "Well, we can't do this main event again." And Dusty, baby, it's only the it's our forty seventh anniversary of doing it again. We got to do it, baby. And it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, really? Um, yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot. Apparently, Ric Flair won't really like go into it, but he basically acknowledges that there was some heat, which I could totally understand because Ric Flair's an of course. Well, there's a guy coming in, and Jim Ross is like, "No, you got to do it this way." Well, it's also a guy coming in. It's also the loser coming in to the winner's locker room and trying to tell the winner how to do things from that perspective, right? Like, 
it's probably a lot of the same thing that happened when WCW came into WWE and it was like, sometime, Booker T would maybe have a idea for like a fucking storyline in the first six months he was there, and he was super over when he was first there, and, uh, and then they would just be like, fuck you, you're, you're a WCW guy, like you don't get, you don't get a voice yet. You have to do three years of jobs, and then you get a voice. Yeah, we need to have a program at Building to WrestleMania where Ric Flair shows his true colors, which is white, and <laughs> then you still lose the match to a man named Triple H. I've had a couple people say that, like, uh, by and large, and you can see this too, because, like, Ric Flair will do speeches for certain football teams and shit, and that just, like, black athletes really identify with Ric Flair and, like, black, and, like certain parts of the black population. Um, which I've been told by black people, which is very exciting. But it's just super, I just felt super bad when I found out Ric Flair was a racist. Because, like, all those rap songs start Ric Flair quotes. And he's a fucking racist. Sucks. Yeah, but rappers do love quoting a racist, quite frankly. They love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> John Hastings on rap music. Yeah, Ric Flair. New podcast. Yeah, John Hastings on rap music. These don't gentlemen like, seem to be too mean to each other. Mm, don't care for that. That rhyming couplet was slightly out of iambic pentameter. Time to re-record that, <laughs> Mr. Big. <laughs> Mr. Big. <laughs> that's, the, that's the rapper. Yeah, that's right. You couldn't think of Chingy. Nobody. Mr. Cal. Nobody. Nobody should just shit. You were just like, Mr. Big. Oh, Ooh. I didn't. Who had a big ballad in the early not- 90s? I am not mispronouncing fabulous. It's fabulous. Get it? <laughs> Fa- fabulous. Fabulous. All right. Teddy Long, so, man. Let's let's just quickly. Teddy Long manages Doom when someone in the NWA came to their senses and was like, "We've got to get Woman away from Doom," because when the NAACP sees this, we are going to be set on fire because the program is. They're bad guys because they're black guys who hang out with this sex-crazed woman, and only <laughs> they can satisfy her. So we better get... Well, uh, it's also like, I did watch the unveiling of Nancy as woman when mm-hmm. Rick Fle- when Rick Steiner's like, whoa! <laughs> and that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> Where he fucks her one time and then she becomes a whore? So good. Where she just she just dressed in all black. Um, okay, so before he leaves WCW in 1996, and then just doesn't do anything for two years. I assume he was home, just fucking smuggling Viagra and letting his laying pipe in his wife. Um, he wrestled John, <laughs> a man, Johnny B. Bad, one man gang, Norman the Lunatic, also known as Bastion Booger, Sid Vicious, Dance Spivey, and Mean Mark Callos as the skyscrapers, and then just Mean Mark Callos. Um, who would later become the Undertaker by himself. Marcus Bagwell, Two Cold Scorpio, Joey Maggs, Craig Pittman, Jim Powers, Bobby Walker, Ice Train, and beautiful Bobby Eaton. And That's fucking great. Great fucking group of guys. Redebuts as a manager or as a referee in the WWF, a role he has for four fucking years. He just is a referee. Um, but we should just we should uh, we should mention this. We should mention like kind of expand on when he took over as the manager of Doom because Doom were originally just two basically gimps like they're like black gimps uh, yeah. who make make sweet loving on Nancy and then he kind of turns Doom one and Doom two into like 
Because you put Ron Simmons under a hood, and, like, especially back then, like, this dude is a fucking... Was he? He was, like, a NCAA... Like, he was in... He was a really, really well... He was on the fucking... Uh, oh, my God. How am I just spinning in circles like this? He was on... He was on fucking... Fuck, was it USC? God damn it. I think it's USC. I know his locker is encased in plastic. His locker is encased in plastic. All okay, right. So, we're gonna, so they, I'm going to find numbers this out because I'm going to go nuts. Some people's <laughs> if I numbers are retired. They retired the fucking guy's locker. Yeah. So, yeah. So they decide to showcase Ron Simmons um, through having him with Teddy Long. Um, they kind of really do great. Like Teddy Long and that package becomes great. It's kind of weird because they have to, they feel obviously they have to make it like, oh, he's a, he's a, he's a shifty black guy and he's so. It's Florida State. So we were fucking Florida State. It's Florida State. Also played for the Ottawa Rough Riders, my hometown Canadian football league team in 1981. I'll tell you you who else uh, rides rough. Me. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 Like, have you seen the uh, Teddy Long? Have you seen it's on it's on YouTube, readily available. Have you seen the te- like the stipulation where Teddy Long has to be the limo driver for Ric Flair? Yes, and he's I driving have. him around, and then he just yeah, and then he comes out and like because in you actually have to watch the segment because people will describe it as classic. Teddy Long drives around. In his limousine, then he says, "Oh, I broke something," and then refers like, "No, you fucking didn't." Gets out of the car, and then Doom attacks them. But what actually happens is that <laughs> these guys just take Ric Flair away. Like seven guys just like attack Ric Flair and carry him off camera, and then Teddy Long calmly does a promo, building up a street fight between Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, and Doom. But it's like. The implication is like, oh, these guys murdered Ric Flair, but they're like gonna keep him alive enough for a street fight. Like, pro wrestling's great for that kind of stuff, where it's like One, these guys hate each other enough to like arrange a gang beating, but they would never kill the guy. You know, like yes, all of these these people will are in the real world assaulting each other. They will go to jail, but no, it's it'll be settled in a in a normal wrestling match. It's great. If you think about it, by the way, eighties wrestling was great amount the sheer fucking amount of times rick flair has been taken into a field and beaten up by 15 people it's shocking it happened with him in the nwr (laughs) in the doom angle the filthy adam uh, animals buried him in the fucking desert and uh and it was never discussed again they just buried him in the fucking desert no he got out and then he went insane didn't he Nope, that was before. He was already... He was, like, basically in storyline, he'd recovered from being insane, and now he was just regular old Ric Flair again, just wearing fucking crocodile alligator shoes and slapping asses. Who wants to fuck? Everyone. <laughs> so Teddy Long takes two years off, and then he, uh, once again, what's he doing here? Teddy Long, he seems like a resourceful man. He seems like one of those guys. You always find this to you find this a lot with like bouncers and stuff like that, which is just like, uh, you know, wife wants to fucking build a shed, so I got a job. <laughs> and yeah. apparent 
apparently, by the way, Vince McMahon, this is shows for the man who is the top of the wrestling mountain, knows literally nothing about his own industry, had no idea Teddy Long used to be a manager or could fucking talk his way out of a fucking parking ticket. I don't know why that's my example of being good at talking. <laughs> um, for four fucking years. Four fucking years. They just had him be a referee. Really? Yeah, he had no idea. And then finally... Um, uh, 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 maybe, uh, maybe I, can I can I say this though? Yeah. Can you think of any other black referee? Like uh, in the WWE, Dave any Hebner. other black? Re- I got one. Dave Hebner. Dave the Hebner. Black, she- black sheep of the Hebner family. Ooh, John Hastings. I'm not only am I a comedian, but I'm also a sexy boy. Did you know, guys, that John is woke? Hashtag woke. Hashtag John. Hashtag (laughs) S-A-W-F-T. Is that what you... That's what I would do if I was a woman and a man got limp. Oh, you're (laughs) S-A-W-F-T. Swart. Wrestling really sucks sometimes. It's really great how they've just figured out, all right, every year, let's just have a character do a thing that the crowd can do with them, and they'll be popular for 18 months, and then we will literally shoot them behind a barn. (laughs) I really thought they had a chance with Enzo, but they just have ruined that. They did not. As soon as as I saw that he was doing that every week, I was just like, no, this is going to be shit. Yeah, it kind of... And then but they that's the way do- it is, right? They want to sell a t-shirt, and then it's like, they should really... Anytime something hits, like... Th- All right, and uh, I catch a lot of flack for this, but guys, you know what? I tell it like it is. Um, he, when Daniel Bryan like got a concussion and had to retire, that's the exactly the best thing to ever happen for Daniel Bryan, because that yes thing was getting so fucking annoying. Only and for only for you, by the way. Only for you. I still like it. No. They still do it a fair amount, by the way. It's so awful. Oh, you just don't like fun and happiness. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, it was fun when it was like a fucking taunting thing, when it was like an annoying thing, and then it became real. And then he started talking about yesing and how it was like uh so like a he almost started talking about the yes chant as if it was the, the the book The Secret. And then I was like, GTFO, you Billy Goat biatch. You know what I mean? No, Daniel Bryan, great wrestler. Um, and I think really good on the mic. I just think that they – it's just a – it's like a Bret Hart, almost like a fucking super, like, sincere. And, like, he just has this different – thing that a lot of other wrestlers do that no one else really has and they don't really know how to book for that because they like you've said a million times they only know how to make Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, Steve Austin or The Rock and he's not that he's he's like a weird more sincere Bret Hart yeah he's like a he's like Bret Hart minus the cheating and being it's like Bret Hart if he wasn't raised by Stu Hart <laughs> yeah Bret Hart is like Bret Hart like basically was uh you mentioned him earlier, actually, but he's kind of like his character was Sidney Crosby. It was just earnest hockey player. Yeah. And just here to Daniel do Bryan's character is earnest, like, is like very nice mixed martial artist. <laughs> like, well, was like, before we get too deep into, you know, Teddy Long's WWE career, it, 
you know, Daniel Bryan is a throwback type of wrestling performer. He would be very much at home working at like JCP and that he's just like he just wants to wrestle. He doesn't want a gimmick. He doesn't want to do anything. He wants to wrestle for an hour. Like Ric Flair in his prime versus Daniel Bryan would be the craziest fucking match of all fucking time. Like, oh my word in heaven. Teddy Long. Okay, no, but let's first Okay, because they lit, they do a repeat basically of how how they kind of break Teddy Long from being referee to manager. Yeah, is they just basically have him come out and say you need to get down with the Brown, and uh, and managing. I do. D- I, I want to say this though. I definitely liked Teddy Long as a referee. I, I always took note. I'm like, this guy is refereeing again. He good. Well, he did is, fuck up a uh, X-Pac. He fucked up a match uh, with like X-Pac and Gangrel for the European title. Yeah, it was a, wasn't that a? It's like a. It's like a famous fuck up. It's like WrestleMania 16 or something like that. No, it's just on an episode of Raw. I'm being stupid. Stupid, John. Yes, John, he did you're do that. fucking stupid. The other things that he fucked up was he was also the referee for both uh, draws and. Um, uh, 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 Owen Hart. Oh, whoa. They yeah, gotta get that guy out of the ring. He was the referee, <laughs> yeah. Count out, I guess? I guess it's a count out? <laughs> Do you think that's what happened when Owen fell? He just started counting? Yeah. One. Yeah. You gotta answer the count of ten, Two. Owen. Do you want that winner's purse? Do you want the winner's purse? Take <laughs> seriously. Take it seriously. God Do damn it. Do you think it. the Godfather was just like... I mean... I know we're all sad about Owen, but where's my fucking money, bro? Yeah, do you think the Godfather was like, yeah, well, I only know one way to grieve. I better get some Viagra from Teddy Long. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. He was uh, he was the referee for Owen Hart and Draws. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ, the luck some, of this guy. Someone might say he's a jinx. I would agree. So they get him out of the fucking uh, of being a referee super quickly which we will talk about after this break Ooh, what a break we're having oh such a good episode of the wrestler review again ladies and gentlemen please rate and subscribe to the wrestler review of course we also want to review it please review our podcast for the love of fucking christ and also guys give us some money not with a patreon nope or some sort of naughty Amazon link. We don't want you to give us money for a goddamn nothing, right? Here's what we want you guys to do. We both have comedy albums. Please buy those comedy albums on our website, thejohnhastings.com. That is John's website. And dylanagot.com. The A is for awesome. I'm an awesome guy. dylanagot.com, thejohnhastings.com. Please buy our comedy albums. We love you. Please make love to us in our beds while we're naked. The A is for Atherton. Teddy Long, exact repeat of what you're talking about, the JCP angle, where he becomes, ooh, he's a he's a bad boy now. I'm naughty. My name's Chiavo. No, he's just, yeah. He, he, I just he, he starts managing um, D'Lo black Brown. people. <laughs> yeah, he, he, legitimately, they basically try to make him the fucking Black Panther of the WWE. Um, although yeah, he just basically comes in. He's like, wait, a, like Vince McMahon basically goes like, wait a minute, you're telling me that referee that I've had for the past six years or four years is also slick? They're like, no, he's another black man. No, he's, like, be- he's wow, he, he's slick. He's way better. Get than slick, slick back out there. Slick was the worst, especially when you for slick no reason great. made him a reverend. No. 
Yeah. The reverence. The reverence. Slick. Oh, it was embarrassing as fuck. It was embarrassing. I was embarrassed. Oh, I don't care. Six-year-old John was embarrassed. Oh, he had to cry. He started crying. Oh, my parents live apart because I'm a fat-headed bitch. I'm. That's not the only reason. <laughs> that's why they. John. No. 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 Cubris. Cubris. Hastings. I don't know how to tell you this, but your son's head's big and he's a loser. No, that's not true. It's Who my official doctor opinion that you dad should move out because he doesn't. No daddy can look at a bowling ball with legs like this because he's a nerd. That's not true. Uh-huh. That's not true. That's laugh not true. at the baby. No one's gonna laugh at me. You're laughing at you because you don't know anything about facts. We should do a wrestler review on me. It should be an hour and a half long about how cool I was in backyard wrestling. Yeah, you were really cool, except that you were really bad at it, and the only reason you broke tables is because you sat on them. fat. I was very good, actually. Uh, a lot of my ideas are still being used. Like, for instance, my backyard wrestling league, the champion was a dumpster, because you cannot pin a dumpster. And the champion in DDT right now is a table, so... What? You, uh, Wait, what? 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 What is DDT, by the way? I don't. DDT I, is a Japanese wrestling organization. You know, all right. You know those that shit'll just go viral the odd time where it's like, uh, have you seen the, the match where the guys are wrestling and then the referee counts one, two, and gets halfway through three, and then it shows a video of him and the guy being pinned, the referee and the guy being pinned, falling in love. Yeah. And the referee just breaks up the pin, and obviously the other guy wins. Um. Through a fast count, uh, DDT is yeah, it's like comedy wrestling organization. And the table, and there's like, and the champion right now is is a table. But how did? The- and the table had like a three way dance with some people. It was actually a really good match because it was like the other two guys were just really good. But wait a minute, how does the? But how did the table win a match? Because think about it, if it's a three way dance, with two guys table. are wrestling. And you one guy throws another guy on the table, he bounces off, and then the table just kind of falls on top of one of the guys. You know how they do those spots where they're fucking huge spot, the table breaks, and then they lie there for ten minutes? Why not have the, one of the, a piece if, – if the table breaks, a piece of the table's on top of the guy. One, two, three, it's over. Wow. I... Did I just blow your fucking mind? Also, here's another thing. We, we will be doing – oh, no, wait. I should oh, – all right, so WrestleMania week, I mean, who? why wouldn't we do this? We're going to do an episode on Kurt Angle. And just to give you a sneak peek of how hot the takes are going to be, there is a part in the first – in the Kurt Angle-Shawn Michaels match where Shawn Michaels literally pins Kurt Angle, just the referee doesn't count it. You can watch it. It's – I forget which spot it is, but it's like they're both lying down and Shawn Michaels puts his hand – like, he's doing that whole struggling to get back up, but what he does is he puts his hand on Kurt Angle's chest mm-hmm. and, like, shakes and tries to get up, but it's like he just pinned him. He pinned him for, like, ten seconds. The ref just didn't count. So. Man, I haven't watched that match that. in a while because I don't. Here's the thing is, I know Shawn Michaels. That match is so much fucking better than the Undertaker match. Of course it is. The Undertaker match, by the way, and I've not said this publicly in a while, but I have said it publicly before. It's good. There are better matches. There's just not been a better match in the last sort of seven years. And the yeah, second, it's a great match. The second one's not that good. And also then led to the end of yeah. the era match, which literally is the, like, I've never been more like, fuck you. Fuck you, Triple H. Basically being like, 
oh, when I lose to The Undertaker for the third time, that's the end of the era? No, it's not the end of an era at all. Just because Jim... Oh, fuck you. Yeah, but I don't know, man. It's that same thing that happens in every company where it's like, who do you trust more than yourself? You know, if the boss can still kind of... No, but like, that argument do doesn't work. The, that argument doesn't work in this case because they have things like contracts, and also they guys will just get injured. But they're not going anywhere. You can't go. What are you going to do? Go to New Japan? People have tried that. They've all ended up at in the fucking WWE. He doesn't yeah. need to be on top. He's going up against Seth Rollins, and that match literally should be Seth Rollins should beat the fuck out of an old man. It should be a mugging. It should make yeah, Cena it really should versus Lesnar. Look like a fucking like a, a two way battle because there's no way that he should. But if you want to complain, dispatching a fifty year old, I do want to complain. It's all I want to do. But if you want to like, then Shane against AJ Styles, like it's just going to be the only thing that can happen in that match really is AJ Styles like bumping a ton oh, for you Shane don't? because Shane stinks and it's not going to be. It's that's what's going to be. It's going to be that- like. Yeah. You don't think that what I think that that should be, by the way, okay, is this: is Shane walks out and is like, um, you know how I said I wanted to wrestle you? That was just um, to get you fucking here. Newsflash: it's actually this guy. Bring out Finn Balor, Balor, and then it's Finn Balor fucking AJ Styles, and that will get people to buy the network because it's basically saying you don't fucking know what's gonna happen. Don't believe the fucking card. Surprise, surprise, and everyone would go fucking insane. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool, actually. I yeah. think, I think that's a great idea. But I think that honestly, it's just, it's gonna be like Shane McMahon doing another big stunt. You know what I mean? It's gonna be, I don't know, man. Yeah, and I don't care. All... I don't care about Shane. Shane McMahon fell off something. Oh wow, a forty-eight-year-old man fell off something. If I was wanted to be impressed by someone falling off stuff, I'd hang out with my dad more. <laughs> Teddy Long comes back as a manager, and then he kind of weirdly. All right, so he. He uh, comes out back as a manager. Mo- like he spent a lot of time like uh, managing Mark Henry, Rodney Mack, these type of guys. Um, and then he becomes the GM of SmackDown, where he makes tag matches for four years. Uh, he does more than. Can that. we just He's... say that Teddy Long was like, "Hold on, player, you're oh, gonna be facing him no. in a tag match." Teddy Long was fucking awesome. First of all, he was the longest they've ever made a a baby face fucking uh, authority figure ever by so fucking long only because he was on SmackDown. And I think Vince forgot that that was a show for a while. Uh, <laughs> it's so fucking good. Oh my God. He's so fucking fu- He's funny. He's interesting. There's the angle where he has a heart attack. Cause he got, he fucks too hard. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. There was the fucking, uh, there was the match. What was, all right. Cause there's some, here's some key storylines during these four years. Wasn't there a storyline where he was, like, fucking Charmel or something? Or no, Crystal. Yeah, it's Crystal, and he mar- he marries her on the show, and then, has a heart- <laughs> and then has a heart attack from fucking too long. <laughs> because Teddy Long, by the way, it is uh, well done. It sounds like this guy, like, for, it sounds weird, but, like, people will point to his uh, original managing of Doom as being, like, kind of like him at his best as a manager but just as teddy long the man it just kind of seems like he had such a better time during this period because 
all the stories about him and JCP are like, and that's when a guy cornered me, called me the N-word, and another guy said, that's what your name is, because we don't like you guys. Um, and versus this era where he, all the stories seem to be about him selling people Viagra so they can have sex longer, and uh, then a delightful story about how him and the APA uh, were, would ride together. Teddy Long would avoid paying for anything, so they went to wrestler's court, and Teddy Long got... No, no, that was the Viagra one. But yeah, it, so they took him to wrestler's court for being a cheap piece of shit, and then the Vi they took him to wrestler's court for selling Viagra, and his lawyer was Mae Young. And if you wonder where they get... Like, that is... A, just a Vince McMahon sketch, essentially, is just, you know, you sell Viagra to people and Mae Young is your lawyer. Like, that's just a bad Attitude Era sketch. So they actually do that in real life. Like, they just have... I like it, shit. by the way, he just decides, he does, A, he doesn't pay, and he's like, I'm not going to pay him back. Fuck him. And just doesn't. Just refuses to. <laughs> I think it's insane. Like, how charming are you that you get away with not paying a toll ever? Because you're fucking Teddy Long, and they were probably worried that he was going to put them in a tag team match. <laughs> we're already a tag team. We can't be put in another tag team match. Blair? Um, other great things is, by the way, he finds Kurt Angle for not bringing his gear one time. Um, oh, there's so many fucking things. He's just fucking great in that role. He's funny. He's interesting. Um, all the sort of banter with him and Eric Bischoff was fucking great. He's also, by the way, the only fucking authority figure that him leaving didn't involve him getting the shit kicked out of him or throwing him in a garbage truck. Yeah. Well, he's also the guy who, um, he's another guy where they tried to do the whole thing they do every couple of years, which, you know how they're doing, like, this is the new generation now. Well, now, well, he was also part of the new generation, quote unquote, because uh, under him on SmackDown, because SmackDown basically is like the B show. Like, yeah. it sounds weird, but it's like SmackDown is used as like a weirdly, a weird developmental territory, essentially, for these years. Um, so they debut Lashley, Mr. Kennedy, MVP, uh, Sheamus, people like this on SmackDown and then fucking move them on. By the way, to, of all uh, of the list of the people that you just mentioned, the fact that Sheamus is the multi-time world champion is just embarrassing. Sheamus is the multi-time world champion? Yeah. Well, yeah, Bobby Lashley left before anything. Uh, Mr. Kennedy <laughs> basically said <laughs> no one does steroids and then got caught for steroids. And MVP um, said uh, a bunch of homophobic stuff. Well, oh, no, MVP... MVP got mad at a guy watching him watching him MVP. You know what I mean? So good for him. Well, the thing with MVP, MVP is, is so great. It's crazy. He's great, but the problem with MVP is it's like, well, that's what ha a guy from prison. You let him around, like he's gonna do some prisony shit. He's gonna be fucking gangster, and he was. <laughs> MVP, I don't know. That MVP. wasn't that. It was just like he was pissed off that like he was just mad because all right. So here's how they do steroid testing and like. I don't know how WWE does it, but like here's how the UFC does it: is like someone watches you. you yeah, someone watches you, but also they just come, they show up at your fucking house. They just show up at your house, so it's like um, it's 3 a.m. and you just put your in your kid like 
took a while to get to put to sleep that night, so maybe the kid, then you've already woken up and you just get to sleep, and then you hear a knock at your fucking door, and the guy's like, piss in a cup, this guy's gonna watch, and they wake up your kid again, essentially. So then MVP's fucking pissed off at him, so he just, the report was that he said, like, uh, so this is, what, this is what you do with your life, you watch guys piss, you guys somebody's piss in the cups, you, you went to school for this. You went to school, and the end result is you watching a guy piss in a cup, which is super funny. Uh, oh my god! But you know how also MVP, it's wrestling. Like, who cares if they're on steroids? I don't know. Like, they're not fucking actually hurting do, it in each other. You do probably. know how MVP got his job. Like, his big push was, um, I'm the best. They, he, Vince McMahon asked him to do a promo, and he looked down the camera and, "Why the fuck haven't you hired me yet?" And then just walked out of the room. And they were like, "Hire that man." <laughs> he also, yeah, he's he's great. We'll do an MVP episode eventually, but he uh, he also owns his own copyright, which everyone knows, obviously. But yeah, he owns his own copyright, and he's he's got an extra like ten years of seasoning in wrestling. Like if he came back and wrestled, realistically, the turnaround for guys like wrestling now, since there's three hours a week and whatever, like you can make a guy not special in like six months. They should kind of cycle everyone out like every six months or so. So why not have MVP do that? You know, I guarantee they'll um, we'll bring him back. They will. The uh, fact Samoa Joe is in the fucking Fed is crazy. So Teddy Long, by the way, is the GM off and on from 2006. He's there for seven fucking years. Like just to, if you wonder why about yeah, the man, team, I felt like a decade because that's what the thing was. It basically what they do is. Um, they have SmackDown in this holding pattern because they're like, well, whatever. Like, it's yeah. it's fucking SmackDown. Make Teddy Long the GM, and uh, he makes a tag match every week, and that's great. He was also the general manager of ECW as oh, well yeah. for a short time. Yeah. But they, like, towards the – pardon me, Harold. Ah! Towards the and then dark, they, da- dark days of ECW where they were like, ah, who gives a fuck? No, it gets darker because – <laughs> the uh, in two thousand nine uh, in ECW, Teddy Long goes back to SmackDown, so they have Tiffany become the general manager of ECW, which is insane. Uh, I don't remember who Tiffany was. I'll throw that out there. I have no idea who that is. I I, I can't bring myself to watch WWE ECW. Like I can't do it. I keep dropping the microphone. I'm so sorry, everybody. But that's I think. Teddy Long is a good general manager. I wish that he was used less. Like, I wish that they would have just wrote the general manager out of the show a bit more because it would be so much better. I mean, it sounds obvious, but it would be so much better to just have a Jack Tunney general manager once again. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, it's just so weirdly... Weirdly, they've taken fake sports and put more of the, like, contract talk stuff in sports into it now, you know? Yeah, they love doing a, uh, like, yeah, no, they love a, like, you know, WCW was the most guilty of it, of the time they had Bill Goldberg eat Scott Hall's contract, rendering it null and void. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, he ate so, it, so, I mean, you don't have a legal... You don't have yeah. a legal f- to stand on. Yeah, contract's void. He ate it. It's shit now. The contract's <laughs> shit. That's, um, that's the greatest thing ever. Te- Teddy Long was then eventually, he was let go in the great cull of 2014 where they let go 10 wrestlers in a day. Uh, I yeah. know we're, we're skipping over the fucking feud with John Laurinaitis, but I just don't give a fuck. 
and also this is just during a period of time where I have I did not watch wrestling at all and I get so lost. Like when they were like the great Kali was bad, I was like, What? They kept him around after the Punjabi prison match? I would have fired him then and everyone who said it was an idea, not even a good idea. If they were like, It's a bad idea, I was like, You didn't kill me to prevent me from doing that, you're also out of here. You didn't like the great Kali's here to fuck? That character was great. I did the great Kali's here and he wants to mash up some pum pum. That was the character. So the character was you. They ripped off you. I don't like that they ripped off you. Well, they took who I am and put him inside the Great Cali's body. Also, the Great Cali would do things like, apparently, all he would be saying, like when he was doing his evil heel promo, apparently he would just be swearing in Punjabi. So it would just be like, okay, can you translate Davari? Uh, and the Great Cali's essentially going like, uh, I come on titties, I do it every day, I do it in a big old way, because I got a huge dick, rain and mountain jizz, and then he'd be like, he hates America. I like, by the <laughs> way, that because they want to expand expand into India, he went from like, don't really care for him, to like, oh, he a great WWE legend, like, make no mistake, great Kali will be going in the fucking Hall of Fame one day. As well he should, like, he was... This can sound weird for me to say, but the great Kelly, when he debuted against The Undertaker, it was like fucking Giant Gonzalez level, like, holy shit, this guy's fucking awesome. It was awesome. I used the great Kelly in video games for like six months straight because it was fucking sick. Brain chop? Fucked? A chop right to your brain? How do you talk? John, what if I was to chop you in the brain? I'll tell you, you what would happen. You'd be unconscious for years. Skull's too thick. I'm too good at, I'm too good at fighting. Oh, look, Jab Jab, what's this guy doing? A chop directly to the brain, UFC champion. That's what wouldn't would happen. Ha- it wouldn't happen to me. I'm too good. I'm too good at fighting. I would have deflected here are the, it. Here are the things that I, I deflected, wrestling has taught me. I deflected me. it, and then a, I... A man cannot it. take a punch directly to his heart, and a man cannot take a chop directly to his brain. First of all, we all know no one can take a punch directly to the heart. If you can hit it directly on the heart, you are unconscious for a minimum of 10 seconds. <laughs> That's Everyone. what they do, square off bouncers. If I was, if I owned a bar, I would instruct the bouncers to try and use wrestling moves. Yeah. Just because just, I just think pile, that would add... Pile drive that woman. <laughs> just no, people, no, people who cause problems, not just random customers. No, yeah, if you're gonna, Can if I you're have gonna, water? No, you can't, and here's a DDT. <laughs> if you're going to have them behave like wrestlers, that they would have to randomly attack people. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, I'm willing to do that. Heavy is the head that wears the crown is what you'll say to them as they're wheeling out a yet another murdered man. <laughs> well, because what – all right. What is – let me – answer me this. What is more intimidating than hearing a guy – like in, in public school when a guy would use a wrestling move in a fight, you'd be like, no one better mess with that guy because he stunned a guy. Yeah, that's pretty Because that's the ultimate dominance in a fight because it's like, oh, he won, I guess. No, I he stunned him. I he gave can a do guy, whatever he wants to you I if get, you get in a fight. I gave a guy a bonsai drop, broke his retainer, and now that guy's job is he plows he uh, he plows driveways. So guess what? Goddamn right. I bonsai dropped him into being fucking a piece of shit. <laughs> One bonsai drop equals you're a failure for life. Yeah, you know what? I'm happy about it, fucking guy. I DDT'd right. a guy and uh, knocked him completely unconscious. So yeah, why wouldn't mess you? with me? You get the snake snake bite. You know what I mean? Agreed. Yeah, this is just like 
Teddy Long, as the general manager of SmackDown, is kind of the equivalent of, like, I don't even know how we would say, we're just like, holy shit, you still work here? You know what I mean? Like, like if the WWE was bought by another company, Teddy Long would have been the first person fired, because they'd be like, they would just reassess the company and be like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> no. No, <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you why are, need this. Why are we giving him, like, how much money? That's so much money. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, it's just like, because everyone else is like, man, I think Dolph Ziggler has stayed now. I mean, it's been two years of the same thing. And Teddy Lund played the same character for, like, seven years. And he's like, I had a heart attack because I fucked too good. What else happened? John Laurinaitis was a character, too, and then they decided that was bad? Yeah, John Laurinaitis was here, and then I put them in a tag match, and it's all fine. No more questions. <laughs> That's because, yeah, CM Punk beats John Laurinaitis up, and then he goes to SmackDown for some reason, and is a, still a character? Like, you can just... I agree with all of that. All of those are good points. Nay, great points. Yeah, and uh, Teddy Long also dated Oksana. I don't even know who that is. I have no idea who that you know, is. Oh, Oksana was just... Oksana was ludicrous. Like, it was no... She was just just another model who was super attractive, and they just, you know, they were just like, wouldn't it be funny if this old guy was banging a super young hot chick? Cool, that's her character. You know what I mean? It's just another... I feel like Teddy Long had a hand in booking some of those, by the way, where he was just like, and then I fuck her, right? And they're like, ooh, Oksana. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> That's all he would do. He would make, he would just come out. He would make matches, and then occasionally, uh, someone would be attracted to him, and he'd be like, oh, "We're gonna fuck." Because yeah, like, I think that's his backstage. His backstage thing was like, "Here's a guy who doesn't spend much money, and he loves. He's just a cheap guy who loves who loves pom pom, and uh, that's that's who we all are." Yeah, that's who I am. I'm the Teddy Long of this podcast, Dylan. Best thing about Teddy Long? I mean, you gotta say promos. What else is there about the man that he's he's just got a very good way of communicating boring information, which is why I think they should have made him the Jack Tunney of the Doobie Doobie uh, ahead of time. I disagree. You know? with, I disagree with you. I would say best thing about him is uh, will just longevity and a willingness to work. Okay. Yeah, he is really is like he is the quintessential go along to get along guy, is he not? Absolutely. We need you to referee. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's what he he just goes along to get along, which is kind of it's kind of uh, interesting. Maybe this is it, like because he gets since he gets into wrestling at like thirty eight, I think, and I think this falls in line with like a lot of things. This is kind of like an entertainment wide thing. I think you kind of tend to define yourself as something if you get into wrestling super early. Like, I'm a wrestler. That's who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and since a... he gets into wrestling at 38, he's just kind of like, I'm a referee. And they're like, do you want to be a manager? And he's like, all right. And then he gets back to being a referee, which most people would be like, oh, I felt really defeated. But then I, like, really regathered my uh, strength and gained the opportunity to move on and become the general manager again. When I get the feeling Teddy Long would have been like, yeah, make me a referee again. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. money's money. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, I'll do whatever I am. This is this is just a cool job. Like, this is super cool, but it's a fucking job like anything else. Yeah, I don't care. I get to go home to my wife. I've been away, so she knows what I need to do. I want a sandwich on that counter, not on the fucking cutting board, on a plate, goddammit, on a fucking goddamn <laughs> plate. I call Ron Simmons. I tell him, say damn to his wife. Well, my wife sucks my dick. She sucks it. 
She doesn't, and she only, <laughs> she only puts her mouth in, and then I fuck her face. Because if she's sucking your dick, she has power. But you fuck her face, she knows you're like a dog going, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What, what do you not like about Teddy Long? Stale character towards the end. I think that they could have made him a heel. They could yeah. have made him angrier about his respect. They could have done a little bit more with him. I think that he was a victim of the system, and that system being racism. Okay. You so you thing you like didn't like about Teddy Long is that people were racist against him. No, uh, my thing against him is that I just think he was stale, and then I just rambled on for a bit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's it. Like, it's the type of thing where they clearly, because of what I mentioned earlier, his attitude of like, yeah, sure, I'll do it, is like, he will just do the thing they ask, and he clearly just did the thing they asked for, like, going on seven years. Or just like, you're the, here's what we need from you, and he's like, fine. He never was like, he probably never, he, I'm sure, is just... Like anybody who just has a job, you just kind of like internalize like, oh, you guys should actually do it like this. But he was like internalizing. He's like, listen, if you're going to fucking pay me another year to be a GM when you're like – and you think about the WWE during this time. Like how many ex-champions have they fired in this time? Because they just give a guy the belt and they're like, oh, I mean, well, he jobbed four times to Triple H while holding the title and then he wasn't a draw on pay-per-view. Fire him. He's obviously like not a – he's obviously a piece of shit. And all these people like fighting and fighting and fighting for this brass ring, and then Teddy Long's just out there walking out sporadically, being like, uh, "Your character is that you're having sex with this woman, and your boner's too big to fit in the ring. Make a tag match." You know, like, so it's it's the kind of thing where it's like, yes, he probably could have got more if he was more assertive, but the other thing of like, I think that he was utilized perfect. I don't even think there is anything bad about Teddy Long. I think that he's just like for. I think Teddy Long, uh, I will stretch it this far to say he's a he's like a role model to how to live your life. Like, uh, I agree. don't pay for shit. Don't pay for shit ever. Don't pay it, for shit ever. Like he sell he sold Viagra and is still up on the current street market price for Viagra. Oh, like he 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 sold Viagra to wrestlers to because Viscera. he knew we there was a fucking we talk, market for it. We talked for about it. this off the podcast. I'm pretty sure he sold uh, Viagra to Viscera, which is one of the reasons why he got taken to wrestlers' court because Viscera would then just hang around the locker room with a big boner, and everyone was like, "No, no more of this fucking bullshit. Get this <laughs> with his fat man boners, please." And they're like, "Who's giving you these boners?" And he's like, "That man over there." I'm like, "No, no more of this shit." You know what he is, and forgive this because I don't mean to be as stereotypical as it's going to sound, but he's like uh, he's like a comedian who also sells weed because there's so many comedians who are just like, oh, I need to think about Mercury or blah, blah, blah. And, but there's just a golden opportunity to sell weed to other comedians, and he's the guy – he's that basically but for wrestling. Yeah. It's like, like – like, I almost, um, by the way, said the name of the guy that we all – like there's a few guys who <laughs> said one of them. There's like, he's so totally- many of them. He's totally this guy. Oh, yeah, shit. there's so many of them. But oh fuck, who would it, who would it be? Like, it just you know what I mean. Like, uh, Batista's thinking about how to get his next title run and how the Fed's gonna book him and whatever. And Teddy Long just sells him some Viagra. It's like, yeah, Batista's got a lot of anxiety, but Teddy Long's got fucking twenty bucks because you want to buy some dick pills. Yeah, Teddy Long's just trying to figure out how we can sleep in the trunk of a car so we can get away with not paying for gas. Andy is a great, like his, uh, holla holla holla, and then just making a tag match. Like he can come out and be the j- just general manager of Raw anytime 
like twice a year and people are going to fucking love it, you know? Yeah. Holla, holla, holla. Well, ladies and gentlemen, on that note, Dylan and I are off to go watch the page sex tape in our individual houses <laughs> over and over again. Um, thank you so much for listening. Keep supporting the podcast. If you don't support the podcast, we'll still do it anyway because fuck you. Yeah, well, maybe we'll finally set up uh, like a Patreon if anyone wants that. Because I'll tell you this, we have stand-up albums uh, that you can, of course, buy at DylanAgot.com or TheJohnHastings.com. But you can't buy them twice, we're realizing. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. Can, also, anyway, you can uh, help also, us by the way, and show us you care. And also, by the way, some people have actually Make bought the albums. Really appreciate it. The rest of you have not. And to you... I say stop sipping that haterade or I'm going to get Mark Henry to fuck you. Ooh. Ooh. Shots fired. Mark Maron's going to listen to this and be angry. All right. Um, we love you all. We love Teddy Long and I love life. All right. Holla, holla, holla. So have fun. Be yourselves. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, Theodore. Thanks for the Coke, pal. It tastes real good. Now let's go to the airport. Hey, brother, what are you doing? There's something wrong with the car. There's nothing wrong with the car. Just keep going. Long, don't mess with my property, pal. Let's keep going to the airport. Long, I'm not going to tell you again. I've got to pull over and check the car. You're checking nothing. This is my car. You're working for me. We're picking up double A. Long, where are you going? Get back on the freeway right now. You're checking nothing. Turn this car around. You're checking nothing out, Long. You're checking nothing up. Get, right, get it. Hey, get it. Take him out. Take him out. Hey, Take hey, hey. Give me that camera. Give me that camera. I want to film this. Give me that camera. Give me that camera. Come here, Long. All right. I've got the camera now. I've got the camera now. You made me be a sober. All right, let me take this camera down here. Well, what do you know? There's a world tag team